Welcome to the season finale of Screen Run. I am your host, the Lady One, and I'm here with... The sad Chris Scalzo. (laughs) Here at Screen Run, Chris and I have spent this season discussing the works of writer-director Kevin Smith. In our season finale today, we're going to talk about the short film, The Flying Car, and wrap up our thoughts on his career thus far. It's times like this it occurs to me we were lied to by the Jetsons. What are you talking about? According to that show, we were supposed to be tooling around in flying cars by now. You see any flying cars lately? That's the problem with TV. It always lies to us. Yeah, well, most of us rational thinkers weren't banking on a cartoon to offer us a viable glimpse into the future of technological development. You don't think anyone anywhere is working on the flying car? (sighs) I could care less. I gotta believe there's somebody else out there thinking about the flying car besides me. Someone who's not afraid to throw their hats over the wall for the good of mankind. What's that supposed to mean? Throw their hats over the wall? It means committing to doing something. If more people threw their hats over the wall, we wouldn't be sitting in this mess right now. We'd be zooming over it in the flying car. I see you've given this a lot of thought. Preach, Randall, preach. Um, so, uh, the flying car, um, I'm doing the hand motion every time came out in 2002. It is a six minute short film where our OG clerks, Dante and Randall are stuck in traffic, presumably on their way to work at the quick stop. Uh, Why right. Not? I mean, I don't, I don't or know. Or a funeral. You never know with them. <laughs> it's very possible. Uh, they get into a philosophical, hypothetical discussion where Randall Loki grills Dante on what he'd be willing to do to get the flying car. It was commissioned by The Tonight Show originally, and it was included on the special 10th anniversary edition of the Clerks DVD that came out in 2004. And I am certain that's where I saw it, was that mm-hmm. DVD set. Um, when and how did you come to watch The Flying Car? for this show i had never seen it before in fact i didn't even know it existed until we started putting this show together so we thought it was a good way to close things out yeah it was like i mean it was kind of at a weird time when he put it out like oh two like we're still years away from clerks two like it's i don't know it's uh I'm glad it was on that that 10th anniversary DVD. That's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like I said, that's how I came to see it and I was like, "Oh, this is great. Are there more of these?" No. No. I, I, I wish I wish there were. I'd like to watch just a series of those. Now that is interesting. <laughs> what do you think about this little short? Cuz when I watched it in a weird way, I was really happy and angry all at the same time. But what were your <laughs> thoughts? Well, so this is challenging because I saw it in like 2004 or five. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's so cool to like see them a little older. And like, they're still the guys I know from that movie. And like I said, like we're years away from Clerks 2 coming out. Like it's not, not even a thing. So that this movie or the short film essentially is what I wanted to believe Dante and Randall's life was like since that day was just like weird bullshit conversations where Dante is getting way too worked up and Randall is just like loving that he can drive his friend crazy and just silly conversations and pop culture references and like you're following it, but you're also like, wait, what? Like you're not taking it so seriously, but 
it's at least saying something. So I enjoyed it back when I saw it. And it's probably why I was so grumpy about Clerks 2 is because I wanted this for two hours. Instead, I got a different movie. Right. So this is off the heels, too, of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, a film that I've said before, I will defend, that I still think is very, (laughs) very funny. And and of course, it's a couple years before Jersey Girl, where things took a turn. Mm. But when I'm watching this, I'm like, that's it. This is it. Right. And everything (laughs) kind of crystallized for me. I think it was perfect for me to watch this at the end of our run. Yeah. Because this, that right there, that's his wheelhouse. It's And it may even be just those two characters. I don't know. But really, it's it's those small moments, those discussions between the leads, just like you said, is Mm -hmm. where Smith comes alive. That's where his magic is. Not in these grand films making these statements. No, no, no. It's it's in those moments where the man has is is at his essence and at his most pure and most hilarious. Now, is is the short overly funny? No, it's not. It has some clever moments and and some funny little jabs, but it fits so nicely into that clerk's Mm -hmm. uh, milieu, that whole that whole thing that it really it just it just feels right. And it's just watching it is why I was so frustrated because I'm thinking all this time I'm getting like red state tusk yoga hosers, (laughs) even unfortunately the reboot a bit. I just don't know if he's just lost that thread. If that was an artist progress and they grow and they Mm -hmm. have trouble returning to maybe what made them great. The best example I can give you is a music one. The Pixies. Now Mm -hmm. I love the Pixies. I love Frank Black's solo work. But the reunion albums with the Pixies, even when Charles, that's his real name, by the way. That's how cool I am. I know his real name. Ooh, Black so Francis, Frank Black. <laughs> when Charles tries to, I think in each album he said this too, that they were trying to recapture the sound of the Pixies. It doesn't work anymore because he's not that artist anymore. And I wonder if that's our issue with Smith. He He's just not that artist anymore. And I yeah. really at times wish he was. And it's a dick move on my part to say that because I'm trying to limit him. Yeah. But but there are still other artists too. David Mamet is still able to churn out that dialogue and those scenes and stuff. He's still able to to hold on to what made him great uh outside of his political convictions. But uh I still think that I don't know. I just it's it, I enjoyed it. It was it was fun yeah. and infuriating all at the same time for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is this is what I wanted from Clerks too. And I got 0% this. See, that's um, bullshit. You get at least, <laughs> I would no. say, 75% this. I still think no. Clerks 2 is really good. I don't think that it's this what I'm looking for because for me, I'm going to go back to hating on Clerks 2. For me in that movie, Dante is too sad. So there, it's not friendly ribbing. It's like Dante mm-hmm. is a sad human. And he's. it's not like Randall's like giving him shit and it's funny. It's like... I am sad for the state of his life along with him. So like Randall giving him a hard time isn't it doesn't have that like lightness and silliness to it that this has. Dante is just frustrated in traffic with the bullshit that his friend is throwing at him. But like the stakes are too high in Clerks 2. He's unhappy with his entire life. And so that kind of like takes away from enjoying the silly conversation because I do want like this is what I want. 
I want witty banter. I want preposterous arguments and I want dirty jokes. And I want it to feel like not miserable. <laughs> and I think that's that's why I like, like Clerks too is because it felt like too miserable while Randall is still kind of being that guy, but like a way more angry version of that guy. Now, I will give you that. I think that The Flying Car is more of a spiritual sequel to Clerks than Clerks 2 is. And I yeah. think where Clerks 2 is almost kind of a... It's a facsimile of Clerks once you've copied it one too many times. You know, mm -hmm. where it has all the ingredients, but it's just a lesser version of it. Yeah. Where I think that The Flying Car almost feels like it could be an outtake or a deleted scene from Clerks. Yeah, yeah. They feel like the same guys. And I guess that's technically bad that it's, you know, eight years later and they feel like the same guys. But it's what I wanted from them. And and again, like the stakes are low. Like this is just a nonsense conversation while they're sitting in traffic. Nobody's yep. life is going to change based on what Dante decides in this conversation. It's a hypothetical that like he literally can't win because Randall's going to give him shit for it. Right. Like it's very different than like maybe you should dump your fiance and marry this other woman you had a one night stand with and she's going to have your baby. What? That's too much for me. I can't <laughs> do that. That's way too much. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, I folks, I don't think and I don't want to cut off our steam host. We're not going to do the typical stuff where we do performance, reference, all that stuff for the short. It just doesn't, we don't think it makes sense. There's not enough there. And what we have planned basically is to apply those categories to the entire run. The whole thing. So yeah. there you are. And I think, should do we review the scores or rank the ones we've seen? Because I got to be honest with you. Uh, my, I have a couple that have tied scores. So I'd have to, I don't know if I have to choose which one is above the other. I, don't know. I, I think you have to choose. I'm going to say that because I had tied score and I chose. <laughs> and I want you to have to do the same homework as me. Fair enough. Um, well, do we want to reveal a ranking for the flying car? I know it's just a little baby and it doesn't really count, but I still gave it a, a movie rating. So we will do all that, people. But we are still, still, <laughs> still. Depends on how you say it. It's a regional dialect thing, how you say the word still. <laughs> We're gonna we're still gonna provide our provide our our movie ratings for the flying car. Yeah. So, coach, what did you give the flying car? I gave it a four. Four, huh? I gave it a four. It made me so happy to to be reminded of like what I like about these characters and what I like about Kevin Smith's writing. Fair enough. I'm not quite four that strong. Five. I had three point five golden movies. As well, but in the I same feel like spirit. I guess that for you. Yeah, the same spirit of what you said. Really, <laughs> it just jokes didn't hit as hard for me. That's all. Yeah, it's not. It's not hilarious. And the whole thing right. is basically it's six minutes b built around one joke. The whole thing exists to make basically one joke by the end of the uh, short. <laughs> yeah, completely. All right, are we going to go through our scores from, I guess, the first film through? The 14th, which is the short film that we just did. We Hell all yeah. All right, let's do it. I have made a chart. It's <laughs> impressive. It uh, looks like some kind of stock market. It's a whole thing. I guess we're going to start at the beginning and okay. just go through the rankings. Do we, Wait, do we need to move the flying car into chronological order? Do I need to change my chart? It's your chart that I don't <sighs> even know quite 
I'm sure why you made it. So it's up to you. It's a visual representation. <laughs> I'll defer to your judgment on this. <laughs> it's not like we're capturing time with it, right? But it's in chronological order. Do what you got to do then. I don't want I got to move it. I got to move yeah, it. I'm do what you got to do. <laughs> I got to move this. I don't want to go to some fugue state and just start swearing and, you know, I think it's best yeah. for everybody. Going all the way back to the beginning, where this all started, like truly, not just like where season one started, but like where this whole idea started was we both truly, truly enjoy the movie Clerks. Mm -hmm. And I gave it a 4.5 out of five golden movies. That is a That is a commitment. That is a statement. I know. I came out swinging. <laughs> I'm right behind you, though. I was at four. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And really, though, if you think about it, why I'm a fraud, I feel like <laughs> these movies are based on what? Kevin Smith. So here's the thing, right? Depends on how you look at it. Are they Kevin Smith films within? That's our, our grading window. Like yeah. on the quality of Kevin Smith movies. <laughs> not against like Apocalypse Now or The Godfather Part Two yeah. or anything like that, yeah. right? Casablanca, because yeah. if you, I, I don't, I'm tempted to admit, change it to a five because I don't know right? if anything like it's really the most Kevin Smith of all time. Yes, if if I go with that route, it's a five. But I am a man of integrity, though I am a fraud. <laughs> so I did initially put four. I mean, do you want to up it to a four point five and meet me? It's okay. We can change it. The chart is responsive to the data entry. I guess what the problem is, if you've been listening to this whole journey with us, <laughs> you've been operating under, under the delusion for how many weeks now that- A long time. I said it was a four. <laughs> okay. And now at the last minute, I'm changing it. I can't do that to the people. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, integrity is really, really important. So- There you go. work. Yeah. Um, this, is, this is the fun part of the chart where we skew- dramatically not mm. the only time not the only time no. uh mall rats i gave a 4.5 the same that i gave clerks <laughs> i can't wrap my head around that to this day i love I, it so much just last week i woke up in a cold sweat thinking about your 4.5 <laughs> i would do it again today i love that movie because i was being generous at 2.5 I'm sorry, it's just not great. And the director's cut is not greater. It's not good at all. Now, I have the Arrow Blu-ray set, and I need to check it because it has the TV cut, which I'm curious to watch because Ooh. it includes, because they you know, they had to redo all the, the swear words, so they did mm -hmm. ADR over, they did voiceover stuff, and they tried, and they used purposely like really bizarre terms, I guess, to cover it, to make it funny. <laughs> So that's why I want to watch it. And it was only available yeah. in limited edition, folks. So if you want that version Ooh. of Mallrats, the cleaned up TV version, you better get that deluxe edition before it goes out of print. Wow. If it's not already out of print, who knows? Time is fluid. <laughs> Time is dilated right now. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Two and a half. Take it to the Two bank. Two and a half. Yeah. The third film. Chasing Amy, go ahead. What'd you give it? It's the best film he's made. I gave it a four and a half. I'm sticking to that. I have another four and a half coming up later on in this run, but if I have to make a call right now, there one, it's Chasing Amy. It's the film yeah, that- Yeah, for you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And what's funny is it even has, re-watching it gave it even more depth and meaning to me now as a decrepit old man. And I interpret <laughs> it and I see things in it now that I didn't see 
at the time when I first watched it in my 20s. But yeah. that was me basically back then. And yeah. I, I, you know, I wanted to be a comic book artist. I was in art school, all this stuff. I mean, I, I, I've identified with few films more than I did with Chasing Amy. Granted, I was never in a relationship with a lesbian, but still it's close. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's four and a half for me. And yeah. it's, it's for me, I guess, uh, just to spoil everything. It is my favorite film he's directed to this yeah. day. That's fair. Uh, I gave it a three and a half because we don't need to revisit how angry it made me at times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just go back, folks. Go to the yeah. uh, archive yeah. or watch Check listen out to that one. episode three because I get I get real mad and then uh, <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. Dogma. I this is the first Kevin Smith movie I ever saw, and I was super super pumped for it. And then on rewatch, I only gave it a three. Oof. Yeah, Dogma still held up for me. That was my other four and a half. Mm-hmm. Still very funny and a lot smarter and deeper, I think, than I realized back at the time. I was in my, you know, um, what is it? Mid-20s jerky atheist stage at that point, <laughs> too. So I was all about this movie at that time. Yeah. But still, still, still works for me. One of my favorite revisits of the show. Uh, still, still worth watching, uh, especially as we continue on and that that recommendation will fade uh jay and silent bob strike back i gave that one three golden movies now with three and a half but it's weird as i feel like our opinions are pretty yeah different and distant from each other yeah i think i this is where i started to get this is basically where like i tied myself up in my rankings where i was like i don't like I was like I'm re- I'm looking at my other rankings I'm like I gotta still like be reasonable here and it it was similar to Dogma where I was like oh this is not as funny as I remembered the things I like about it are a lot less percentage wise than the overall movie like the highs are there the things I love about both Dogma and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back I love but then the rest of it I'm like I don't it brings down the whole movie for me. And uh, that was my struggle with both of those was the the makeup of like how much I like versus how much I didn't like just swung the scores way down. So I still adore Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. I gave it three and a half golden movies. Yeah. And for me, this is the last, I think, relatively, I'm going to use the word, great film that Smith made. Yeah. It's the last one that I think is truly just, this is the one I should say, this is the last film I think he made before he really started to grow up, if you will, right? Mm, and try yeah. and expand the themes of his films. Yeah. And it's still there. It's a little flawed at times. Are some of the jokes not land? Sure. But for the most part, I think this is the beginning of the decline and it's the last great effort that he's done. Yeah. Yeah. All right, chronologically, because I just messed up the order of everything because I, I wanted to deal with, with that. The flying car, we just we just went through that. I gave mm-hmm. it a four. You gave it a 3.5. Yep. We can just keep going. So the next one is Jersey Girl. I gave this movie a three, which feels weird after giving Dogma and Jane Silent Bob Strike back both threes, but it's a different kind of three, but it's still mm-hmm. a three. Two and a half for me. I think yeah. that a Smith's first attempt at kind of widescreen what I'm like for. commercial. Yeah, kind of just commercial acclaim, really trying to get out there. 
is yeah. unfortunately just your run-of-the-mill kind of romantic comedy that can mm-hmm. run a little dark at times, has only a couple <laughs> jokes that really land, some touching yeah. moments, but in the end, there's not enough here to recommend it above that traditional fare that you see from that genre. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't stand out from the rest of the movies that are like it, not at all. All right, this is... This is the moment I was I was fearing when we started doing <laughs> the mm. show is like just how far apart we were going to be on Clerks 2. And it's almost as far apart as you could be because I gave it a one. <laughs> <sighs> and I, I gave it, it four. Four. Yeah. I still yeah. understand how you could. It has it. a lot of the Clerks stuff that makes it great. It's a, it's a little more mature themed. I think it's got a fantastic performance by Rosario Dawson. I think she is a great foil for randall as well as a companion for dante i love the relationships amongst our cast in this film do the jokes all land no does it have the edge of clerks no but it is a more mature kind of elevated version of clerks and i still enjoy it yeah that's fine you can like things that you like and i can hate them (laughs) (laughs) is that the first film we get is that the first one we get jay's tuck no, it can't be. Um, did he do it in Strike Back? I don't think he did. I, I don't think he did. I think this is it. I think this is because it's moment. just because he, he does the Silence of the Lambs thing with the yeah yeah yeah. So there you go. There's there gets a whole gold half a golden movie just for that. <laughs> that scene alone. The musical um, number with the Jackson Five. I uh, I just I did not like it. I don't mm. I. Ugh. I'm still I'm still mad that I own it. <laughs> like I had to buy it. I couldn't. It was not available to rent. I had to buy it. Now I own that movie. If I could get it, I would buy you the uh, Happy Meal <laughs> version that I have, which includes the visor, the cup, the straw, the name tag. Uh, I didn't get anything. I just got like a sense of disappointment afterwards. Then I spent twelve ninety nine. That hurts. Yeah. Uh, okay. The next, the next film is Zach and Mary make a porno, which I also hated, and I also gave a one. Yeah, I three and a half for me. That feels so generous. I well, I think it works <laughs> for the most part. I think the relationships between Seth Rogen and Elizabeth Banks, I think, really works. I buy the mm. two of them really caring for each other, their friendship and eventual relationship. I love the concept of it. I think some of the jokes are really, really funny. And this is Smith's now first foray into real kind of, again, not romantic comedy, but just broad kind of comedy. They really thought that this film was going to be one that would break them Mm -hmm. into the more widespread audiences. And it didn't. It flopped. And to this day, I don't understand why. I think it's very watchable, very funny. It's very inappropriate. So just prepare yourself. (laughs) But I think Rogan is great in it. And it's just a lot of fun. It's yeah. Yeah. We we still aren't a hundred percent sure why it failed so hard. Uh, but if you want to hear us talk about possible reasons why, and you did not catch episode eight, go back and do it. <laughs> On the heels of knocked up, you know, Rogan's becoming a big star. What happened? Seems like well, a you'll slam have to dunk. listen, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then we go completely sideways uh with our next movie, Cop Out. Which mm-hmm. I did not enjoy, but I still gave it two because I laughed at some things. <laughs> two and a half for me. There are yeah. some parts of Cop Out that I enjoyed yeah. still. I don't think it's as bad as people say it is, but it's not no. good. No, no, it's 
I mean, I ranked it higher than some other stuff, so it's fine. Red State. I gave a 1.5. This is where things take a turn. Yeah. Uh, I did did not care for it, but I did appreciate it having a, a... an attempted purpose, <laughs> even though I don't know what it was. Yeah, I gave it three. Yeah. I gave it three golden movies. I think there's parts of this thing. I feel like I'm repeating myself now. You want the real the real yeah. meat and potatoes, folks. You got to listen to the episodes. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff that I think in Red State works. A lot of it doesn't. And yeah. there's enough it's- there, I think, though, that it warrants at least viewing. It's enjoyable enough, though. Good luck finding it at the recording of this show. It's it's kind of <laughs> difficult to track down, I think. Yeah. Maybe digitally. Yeah. Um, doesn't feel like a Kevin Smith movie. N- no. Almost not at all. No, it doesn't. Almost not at all. Yeah. Speaking of which. <laughs> <laughs> and our next movie is Tusk, the movie I have been dreading watching since the moment that it was released. Uh, I gave it a two, though. I was I was starting to get a little bit better, feel a little bit okay. Yeah, I have a three here. Is that accurate? <laughs> I mean, we talked about it for so long. I guess so. <laughs> I'll stick with it. Hey, yeah. whatever I said at the time must have been brilliant. So I, I think it was great. Myself. I think it was great. There you go. Uh, you know, it's not great. Is yoga hosers? No. <laughs> I gave that a point five because I'm not allowed to give it a zero. Yeah, no. I get 1.5. I'm not even sure why I went that high. I can't remember. Maybe I don't think it was ghee. I don't know what it was. Uh, oh, man. Bratsies? So, so I don't know. Bad. I feel like it may have been the Bratsies. <laughs> oh, truly terrible. Truly terrible. And then we come all the way back around mm-hmm. to Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Which I gave a 3.25 because I liked it a little bit better than Strike Back. Yeah, I gave it a 3.25. I gave it three and a half myself. <laughs> Though, you didn't know that I could cut cabs into quarters, but that's I impressive. Sure can. <laughs> if we would do that, I'd probably go 3.25. If not three, if I'm being really honest with myself at this point, I wonder if this yeah. should be a three. Yeah. I may have been high on just all the cameos <laughs> of it. So. You know, I was just basking in the glory of revisiting all these old friends. Nostalgia had overwhelmed me. That's it's a powerful drug. I think but, you can yeah. give it a three. It's okay. Yeah. Right. That was only last week. It's fine. Okay. You could change you it. You could change it. And then nice. that's like that's our scores being nice and close right at the end. Nice. Yeah. This uh this is a lovely chart that we so, put wait, somewhere. Then is Mallrats your favorite out of all of them, or is it clerks? All right, so, well, that's the thing, right? Like, I I rated them both the same, but I had to choose a favorite. Um, Don't do this to me. I will disconnect. (laughs) It's okay. You can calm down because Clerks edges it out for me. It does. I enjoy them both in very different ways, but I feel like through this whole, through this journey, and this reflection on his career. I actually love Clerks more now from going through and watching everything because I can feel that it was his whole world to make that movie and everything Mm -hmm. for him was riding on that and it worked. And it's not like you feel it watching the movie where you're like, whoa, somebody took out five credit cards to make this. No, no, it's knowing that. You you feel the love that he had for that movie. And like- it just, 
It is so satisfying. It's so well written. Like some of the acting is suspect. Sure. It's fine. Like it just, it feels so right. And it is my favorite. Snoochie boochies. I think you're right. I think that's, <laughs> that's nice. I got to tell you, when I was putting all this together yeah. today too, and doing my own review, I, w- I had to revisit Clerks and you're right. It is still a seminal moment, I think, in 90s comedy. And it's yeah, it's, it's, it's almost an important time. film, really. Yeah. So yeah. I agree with you entirely. That's good. Yeah. I mean, it's not my favorite again. I think Chasing Amy still because of the personal it's, connection, but still. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That, that, funny, that funny has stuff. been my favorite. It's it's so good. It makes me it makes me so happy. Um while while I have you relieved and not angry at me though, let's let's let me take advantage of this moment for uh-huh. us to transition into our favorite performances. Okay. Uh, your favorite out of anybody, any, and it, like we went through film by film and like picked our favorite performance each time. Sometimes it was begrudgingly. We're like, well, who, who do we like in this? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it was like, oh, I don't even know how to choose. Um, so, so I'm going to, I'm going to let you go first so I can delay you getting mad at me. Okay. So <laughs> I really thought long and hard about this. Yes. Out of all of these, probably the most challenging pick for me to do. Mm-hmm. And at the end, out of all of these films, I ha- there's only one one person who stuck out to me. Even when you get a line delivery like this, Babyface Bambino, the gangster. <laughs> I had to. I had to go with my man Randall. I don't know what it is after all. The, and it's, it shocked me when it occurred to me. It really did. That Jeff Anderson is, how do I put it? For all of his amateurish at times, the fumbling mm-hmm. of his lines, the crackpot ideas, all this stuff. There was the most human character out of the series, out of everything we watched for me, was Randall. I mean, we have moments that will live for me forever like this. They s- they say so much, but they never tell you if it's any good. Are either one of these any good? Sir? What? Are either one of these any good? I don't watch movies. Well, have you heard anything about either one of them? I find it's best to stay out of other people's affairs. You mean you haven't heard anybody say anything about either one of these? Nope. Well, what about these two? Oh, they suck. These are the same two movies? You weren't paying any attention. No, I wasn't. I don't think your manager would appreciate it I don't appreciate your ruse, ma'am. I beg your pardon? Your ruse, your cunning attempt to trick me. I was only pointing out that you weren't paying any attention to what I was saying. Uh, I hope it feels good. You hope what feels good? I hope it feels so good to be right. There's nothing more exhilarating than pointing out the shortcomings of others, is there? Well, this is the last time I rent here. You'll be missed. Screw you! Hey, you're not allowed to rent here anymore. Yeah! Yeah! So, I know that's an extended clip. <laughs> it's so funny. But to this day, <laughs> I still use that line. That root, you know, I don't appreciate yeah. your roots. Your roots. Your, your clever attempt to trick me. You know, oh. and it just... 
for all just, you know, the soothsayer of the series, for all the wisdom he provides, though it's mm-hmm. severely bent, uh, yes. still, uh, there's something about Randall that I've, I've, I've loved. And I think being yeah. older now, I appreciate his character a lot more than I think I ever realized. What yeah. about you? So this was very difficult for me to choose because I was really deciding between Randall and Brody. <laughs> but in the end, um, I like it when Brody comes back in other movies and I don't like it when Randall comes back. I really, Brody Bruce is my favorite. Jason mm-hmm. Lee and Mallrats is my absolute favorite. He's so many quotable, funny lines. He's just goofy and silly, but still accidentally is the emotional heart of that movie because uh, London is stoned out of his mind the entire time. So he just, he like lucked into it almost, but he was there and he did it well and he did it right. And that is my favorite out of, out of all of these. Uh, Mallrats couldn't edge out Clerks is my favorite movie, but Brody Bruce is definitely my favorite. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> Fine. Okay. All right. Can I win back your favor by selecting our favorite reference that's been made throughout these films? For me, I think it's going to be Jane Sal and Bob strike back when they oh. visit Holden. When they go to see Holden because it's when they talk about the internet, they find out that the movie's yes. being made. And the whole basically for me, it's an iconic scene right now. Mm. What the fuck is the internet? The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Here's what we're looking for, moviepoopshoot.com. Poopshoot, yeah. This is a site populated by militant movie buffs, sad, pathetic little bastards living in their parents' basement, downloading scripts and what they think is inside information about movies and actors they claim to despise yet can't stop discussing. There's that. Fictional characters. Fictional characters. <laughs> and then you have, you know, Affleck was the bomb and Phantoms. All that stuff from that yeah. part right there. That's probably it for me. My favorite self-referential one that was holds up over time is that James Bob, Silent Bob Strike Back. Clip yeah. Holden. Yeah, it is fantastic. So I need you to like me again. My favorite reference is... From the original, nothing tops the Stormtroopers on the Death Star conversation in Clerks. What did you like better, Jedi or the Empire Strikes Back? Empire. Blasphemy. Empire had the better ending. I mean, Luke gets his hand cut off, finds out Vader's his father, uh, hand gets frozen, taken away by Boba Fett. It ends on such a down note. I mean, that's what life is, a series of down endings. All, All Jedi had was a bunch of Muppets. There was something else going on in Jedi. I never noticed it till today. They build another Death Star, right? Yeah. Now, the first one was completed and fully operational before the Rebels destroyed it. Luke blew it up. Give credit where credit's due. And the second one was still being built when they blew it up. Compliments of Lando Calrissian. Something just never sat right with me that second time around. I could never put my finger on it, but something just wasn't right. And you figured it out. The first Death Star was manned by the Imperial Army. The only people on board were stormtroopers, dignitaries, Imperials. Basically. So when they blew it up, no problem. Evil's punished. And the second time around? The second time around, it wasn't even done being built yet. It was still under construction. So? So a construction job of that magnitude would require a hell of a lot more manpower than the Imperial Army had to offer. I'll bet they brought independent contractors in on that thing. 
plumbers, aluminum siders, roofers. And not just Imperos, is that what you're getting at? Exactly. In order to get it built quickly and quietly, they'd hire anybody that can do the job. Think the average stormtrooper knows how to install a toilet main? All they know is killing in white uniforms. All right, so they bring in independent contractors. Why are you so upset at its destruction? All those innocent contractors brought in to do the job were killed. Casualties of a war they had nothing to do with. It's the ultimate Kevin Smith pop culture debate. He tried to recreate it with the Lord of the Rings and Clerks too. No, it's not the same. It's just so perfect. And it, yeah. it's it's so nerdy. But like literally now that's all Twitter is. Like he predicted Twitter in yeah. this conversation. It was just like, we're going to have a hypothetical argument where I am going to be adamant about one thing and you're going to be adamant about the other. And there's nothing we can do to decide. And it's just going to be about a movie that's like, came out that we all know know and love and we're gonna fight about it for no reason kevin smith invented twitter there you go <laughs> makes sense he's coming for you dorsey <laughs> so then what's your favorite gag from the entire run oh this is so hard okay i'm i'm gonna cheat a little and i'm gonna talk through my mental process because this was a struggle because again i've realized through doing this show how many things I say day to day that Kevin Smith wrote once once upon a time that I mm-hmm. still say. Um, clown shoes is my number one insult for anybody is like, what a clown shoe. Like that's I all the time. It's work appropriate. It has gotten me through a lot of uh, side conversations in the office. Um, if I ever go to a mall again, I have no doubt that I'm going to tell whoever I'm with, hey, look, that kid is back on the escalator. Like, I love it too much. <laughs> um, and I'm not even supposed to be here today is like legitimately an mm-hmm. underrated line in like film history. Like, I don't feel like it gets the credit it deserves because of everything you did afterwards. It kind of like, I'm like, eh. but it deserves to be something. So I struggled. I struggled wholly with this choice. But my number one like line that makes me laugh every single time is the whole fucking world's against us, dude. I swear to God. It's so funny. The timing is perfect in that moment. And best of all, it's a multi-purpose phrase applicable to day-to-day life anybody can use. It's all purpose. It's great. That is a good one. <laughs> so the one that always stuck with me for my entire life after watching it, and I yes. think was the key selling point for me, when I would tell people about the movie. Yeah. And again, this is a rather long one, folks. Ooh, but it in. enjoy. That was Snowball. Why do you call him that? Sylvie made it up. It's a blowjob thing. What do you mean? After he gets a blowjob, he likes to have it spit back into his mouth while kissing. It's called snowballing. He requests this? He gets off on it. Sylvan can be talked into anything. Why do you say that? Well, like you said, she snowballed him. Sylvan? No, I, I snowballed him. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm serious. You sucked that guy's dick? Yeah, how do you think I knew that he... Wait, but you said you only had sex with three different guys. You never mentioned him. Because I never had sex with him. You sucked his dick. We went out a few times. We never had sex, but we fooled around. Oh, my God. Why did you tell me you only had sex with three different guys? Because I did only have sex with three different guys. That doesn't mean I didn't just go with people. Oh, my God. I feel so nauseous. I'm sorry, Dante. I thought you understood. I did understand. I understood that you had sex with three different guys, and that's all you said. Please calm down. How many? Dante. How many dicks have you sucked? How many? Shut up a second, and I'll tell you. Jesus. I didn't freak out like this when you told me how many girls you fucked. This is different. This is important. How many? 
Well? Something like 36? What? Something like 36? Oh, your voice. Wait, 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 what is that anyway, something like 36? Does that include me? Um, 37. I'm 37? I'm going to class. Oh, my God. 37. My girlfriend sucked 37 dicks. In a row? So to this day, if I see some of my friends and any numbers come up, somebody will say 36 or I'm 37. That'll come up. And then I or any discussion of numbers, I'll say in a row all the time. Oh, it's so good. All the time. Uh, I don't know. That's it, something that's just been in my just it's like in the grooves of my brain. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so fucking funny. Oh my god. So that's that. <laughs> I, I feel like I, I up until now I never caught him saying this is important about how many dicks she sucked, <laughs> but not how many girls he slept with. Like I don't I don't know how I missed that that line until just now. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh, I love it. I love and of course the which I'm planning to use as a stinger is when she leaves, we'll close out the show for the reaction at, outside of that. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's my favorite. I love it. There you go. See, through all of this, through all the movies that I've bitched about and complained and maligned, I still love many things that Kevin Smith has done. Say you will. Say what you will about Smith as an auteur. And some of the late work that just has not been, perhaps, as good. Hmm. His earlier films, particularly, of course, for me, Clerks, Chasing Amy, Dogma, James Bond, Bob Strikeback. Morris. <laughs> were definitive films of the 90s in regards to comedies and some of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life. So yeah. kudos to you, Kevin Smith. Thank you. you. The man changed my life in a lot of ways and opened up my mind Aww. to comedy. And just how dirty, really, and how dirty <laughs> funny things can be, or how funny dirty things can be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, reasonably, if you average out all the movies, and even the ones I didn't like and didn't like really find particularly enjoyable, the ones that I do enjoy, I enjoy so much that it makes up for it. If you average out all the time, mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'm fine. I just I cackle over the mention of a scene from Clerks. I don't even have to see it. I've seen it so many times. I love it so much. Some of those films are absolutely great. He's left an indelible mark on pop culture, I think. That's for sure. Yeah. I don't think he gets enough credit for what his work did. I Because people just want to, you know, say that like, ah, they totally fell off. And it's like, yeah, okay, fine. But what if he just stopped making movies? Would you appreciate him then? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yep. Can't know for sure. Well, boss, this has been a lot of fun. <gasps> it has been. <laughs> and I really thought this episode was going to be like 20 minutes long. <laughs> well, we'll we'll wrap it up. We've uh, we've had quite a journey. Thank you for going on this journey with us, dear listeners. We, we hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. Yes. Um, it's been a hell of a time. You can find Screen Run anywhere podcasts are found. We still want that rating and review. Do it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at the Lady One, and Chris is at CG Scalzo, and uh, ScreenRun.fun. I'll put the chart on there. There you, you go. Look at the chart. 
It's very important. You got to see the visual representation of our opinions of these movies over time. Thank you so much for uh, letting me join you on this journey. It's been a lot of fun. It's been great. I, uh, I've had a wonderful time talking about these movies, and uh, it's been particularly enjoyable when we don't understand why the other person thinks what they think. <laughs> that's true. I've had a blast disagreeing with you from time to time. Always makes the most fun, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But we're still able to maintain a friendship, so that's good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a working relationship. We'll put it that way. <laughs> we're very professional and very mature, and I'm really fucking proud of us. There you go. <laughs> All right, well, I guess for the final time, everybody, thanks again for listening. Snoochie boochies! (laughs) We'll see you all soon. Yeah. Phantoms like a motherfucker. What's up now?